Once again, it's on. <laughs> man, episode two, season five, man. Let's get it, dude. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we do, man, I want to send a shout out to all those friends out there who use their comments as an opportunity to confess their past sins. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you was, you, you, you took it that level. I thought you was going to go somewhere else. Oh, what would you, you, you think I was taking it? <laughs> I thought you was going to shout out those friends that be taking shots at other friends in the middle of their comments during the Watchtower study. But hey, that. that oh, we're going to get to them too. We're going to we gonna get to them too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, dude, that's that's crazy, man. People uh doing some, some confessions at the, at, during the Watchtower? Yeah, man. This one sister got on the mic, man. And it was about it was the watchtower about you know transforming yourself and everything and putting on a new personality and changing the person of your heart. And this is the guy on the mic, man, was talking about all the stuff, all the stuff I used to do when I was in the world. I used to get high. I used to get so high right up there on 119th Street. I used to smoke crack with my own mama. <laughs> we just sitting there, what? yeah. Oh, we just, okay. We, just, right. we oh, just sitting wow. there like, okay, sis. So, all right. Well, That's, we we glad you found the truth. <laughs> like, TMI, man. TMI. You know, we had articles warning about that, like not glow, like kind of gloating over our past, like that. You know, it's like, li- listen, sister. We know you as how you changed today. Like, we don't need to know what you was before this. They, I want right. to <laughs> know who you are right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I guess because of the topic, she thought it was appropriate to share, but, man, she was getting into Tyrone Beckham's territory, man. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to remember. I don't want you to put in my memory what you used to do. Yeah, that's, oh, no. I, I, I hate when friends do that. I hate when friends do that. It's like, okay. Then, and then I want to try to teach you about life. <laughs> like, what? No, no, you know what? You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be listening to house music because, see, house music, you know, that, that's what gangbangers used to do, footwork. And gangbangers used to footwork. You know, back in my day, like, what, what are you talking about? This? Gang bangers, gang bangers used to flip work. Bro, true story, dude. True story. I ain't mentioning no names, but I, I can't. Somebody came at me hard. You know, I, so so those who listen to this show that follow me on Instagram, you know, I do these things. I don't know if you know this again, but I, I, I do this thing called night sessions, right? Okay. Where on my way home from work. Or it just be random places. I don't care. You know, if, if, I, if I'm in a mood to do one, I do one. Where I will record myself driving to whatever I'm bumping at night. And I do some creative videos, make it creative, you know, it, make it so it, it, it won't just be a visual of me, of a, somebody sticking a phone at a radio and look what I'm listening to. It's actually more creative. I'm adding graphics to it and all that stuff. Okay. So one night I decided to do one of Chicago house music mix, you know, and people loved it. Like people, oh man, that's the best night session you ever did. Then have this one person come at me hard, like gang banging, man. Because see, when I was in the world, we used to footwork to house music and stuff, and that was uh, gangs and stuff. And I'm like, what? I must have missed that. Bro, bro, bro. I, I'm going to have to talk to you off wax about that one. I'm just giving you a a pad. But, dude, I was... Dude, it fired me up, man. It fired me up. It fired me up to the core. I talked to Linnell about it. Man. <laughs> Linnell went nuts. Oh, man. Good old Linnell. Oh, and one more shout-out, man. Shout-out to all those young brothers out there selling Primerica who haven't realized it's a pyramid scheme yet. Thank you, man. Stop doing that, y'all. They still doing that, dude, 20 years later? Dude, they've they gone through a resurgence, dude. They've gone through a resurgence, man. I was in the um I was I was I was in the parking lot of Jewel, man, on 94th for Ashland the other week. This this young sharp dressed brother comes up to me, man, wanting to hand me a car, asking me about becoming financially independent. And I looked at the car, I was like, Primerica. I was like, man, kid, take this back. My brother used to sell Primerica. I, I know I already know all about y'all. He's like, he's like, what's the matter? What's the matter, brother? You don't want to be financially independent? Uh, I was like, man, don't don't even get me started. Now I wanted to ask him, okay, how much money are you making right now? Right. Right. I I, I have I have something called health health insurance and a 401k. What do you have? Right. I let me ask you a question. Because I see uh, when I be out in Metro, I be seeing some of these people out here. They're like they be standing in the middle of the street. You be walking, and they stick their hand out and stop you from walking, and they want to talk to you. It's one of those type things. Yep, yep. You oh, know, no. and they, they look for other. What they do is they look for other professionally dressed people as well. That's the people right. they, they kind of target. I, at least from my observation. But any young brothers out there selling Primerica, man, get out now. It's like Babylon the Great. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa to those people. 
No, man. That, yeah, I can't believe people are doing that still. Twin. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I got got once, and I'm like, no, I learned my lesson. CC tried to warn me too, man. He tried to tell the brother, but I didn't listen. You know, young and dumb. And I'm like, man. And see, that's who they hit. target. They target the young, impressionable. They, they, they target. They target dudes who have some polish to them, but they're not experienced enough about life to know. Hey, something about this ain't right. Like, like I, I, I always ask people who sell it, "What are you selling me?" Oh, it's financial planning. No, 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 no. What are you selling me? What product are you selling me? And I have not got a satisfactory answer yet. Oh, well, you just, you just, you just write out a check for five hundred dollars to these people, and then, oh no, 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 no. I'm no, not doing no. it. No, for what? For what? <laughs> so, so I can pay, help them pay their bills, right? That they, uh, are they late phone bill and they late rent? That, 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 that's not going to be able to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. What? I'm not doing that. No. Young, young, no. young brothers out there, if, you, if you're doing this, wise up. I'm telling you now. You heard it here first. Yeah, wise up. Wise up. Oh, shouts out to them people that be on, on social media during the meetings, man. Y'all need to cut that out, dude. Oh, Listen, yeah, man. I, I have a I have a Fitbit. And I get alerts on my Fitbit. All right. One time, true story. I mean, I'm life in living this Christian section of the meeting. I'm sitting there. My phone, my, my arm. I feel the vibration on my, my Fitbit. I look up at the alert. It's somebody from our in our congregation sitting down during the meeting on Instagram. What? Come on, man. And they don't even know that you can see the notification. You can see the note. They like one of my video or pictures or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I confronted them right after the meeting. I'm like, uh, why why are you on social media during the meeting? I just got an alert that you like one of my pictures. Like, come on. Come on. There's a time and place for everything. Don't be on social media during the meeting. Yeah, I'll tell you another I tell you that is mad disrespectful. I tell you another true story, man. During our annual meeting one time, uh, where they where they they piped in the um, uh, you know, the discourse or, or online with do the streaming video. Mm-hmm. I was I was uh, walking back to my seat. I walk over this one sister around our age. I kid you not, dude. During the annual meeting, she was looking at kitten videos. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I kid you not. I kid you not. I like, kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, man, what is going on out here, man? Yeah, come on, man, people, man. Don't don't have us don't have me and Rodney have to do this, man. We don't we, <laughs> we don't like doing these shout outs sometimes. Sometimes it's funny. I'm eating my banana right now, bro. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> my drop down on them niggas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh speaking of dropping dimes, dude, I got a funny, really funny off wax experience to relate to you from this past week with my CO's visit. But that's 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 off wax. I, I can't get into that now. Oh, cool, cool, cool. We'll we'll get into those off wax conversations. I owe you a couple, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got to do with dropping dimes, though. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, before we get into our NBA segments, get our show started, I just want to send one more shout out. This was to uh, one of my favorite football players, one of my favorite wide receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald. Congratulations to him. 
He's number two on the all-time reception list behind Jerry Rice. He just accomplished that over the weekend. And what I love about about Larry, he did this without with whack quarterbacks, you know, throughout mm. his whole career. And he didn't have the strength of having a Steve Young or Joe Montana or Tom Brady throwing to him. This man had he had Kurt Warner like one year, but like he had <laughs> he had nothing but trash quarterbacks his whole career, man. And for him to accomplish that. And that says a lot about uh, his skill. So, shouts out to Larry. For sure, for oh. sure. He, he he was out there doing it with Ian Ray on the as his quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Ian out there getting sacked. <laughs> right. I'm out there all short of breath. Go long, go long. <laughs> I'm out there. So they snap the ball to me. I take a knee. <laughs> Out there intentional grounded for no reason. <laughs> man's like, man, come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, but yeah, man, let's get to this NBA, man. I got a few NBA news that I want to get through real quick before we get into our report card, our MVP report card. I want to start off with this one, though. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's actually really Paul George that came out and said this. But uh, they're talking a little trash to, to start off the preseason, man. Did you see the interview? No, I must have missed this one. Enlighten me. So so they asked him. They asked Paul George, not Kawhi Leonard. So I'm not going to throw Kawhi Leonard in this. But they asked Paul George, out of all the duels in the NBA, which one do you think is the best duel? Of course, he going to say him and Kawhi Leonard. Why not? I'm always a believer of saying if someone asks you who the best at what you do, if somebody asks me who the best barber, I'm going to say myself. Of course. But here's where the trash talk, the little sneaky trash talk come into play. Here's what he said further. He said, well, the reason why is because me and Kawhi Leonard, when we need to get a basket, we can get a basket. When we need to stop somebody on defense, we both can stop somebody on defense. So, boom, there you have it. And I'm like, hmm, they both play defense. I'm thinking of another duel that one of them don't really play a lot of defense anymore. Yes, and, sir. And that's, that's on the other side of La La Land, man. Uh, LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis. So, do you think that's you think? Do you think Paul George is taking a shot at LeBron on this one? That was absolutely a subliminal. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't see how it isn't. You know, they're in the same building, so obviously there's going to be some comparisons there. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's another topic we need to get to. We're rating the new dynamic duos in the league, like uh, who the top five. That's another interesting topic we should get to. It'll be next week's topic. That, that's a good one. But, um, but anyway, um, I, I, I have a hard time disagreeing with him. I mean the next the next obvious duo is is Russell Westbrook and James Harden and we all know what James Harden has been known to do on defense. Um, maybe maybe he won't do that anymore now that he's got Russ to kind of carry the offensive load now. Um, right. You know, uh, CJ and 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 Dame. CJ could be a little streaky at times, and, and CJ not a good defender. I mean, he's he's a decent defender. He can stay in front of his man, but he ain't no, he ain't a guy that's gonna shut down his guy. 
No, he's not. He's not no, you know, defensive player of the year candidate or nothing like that. He's he's right. competent, you know, but he's he ain't going to fall in that conversation um, by any means. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have no problem with him making that statement. Yeah, I have no problem with him making that statement either, because at the end of the day, the, the, the proof is, is there. Like but, LeBron stopped playing defense over the last five years. But I will say this. I will say this. Lead a trash talk in the Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. He has two rings and two finals MVPs with two different teams. So right. and, and he might get three. So right. lead a trash talking to him. And and also lead the trash talking to, to I, I want to see hear some more trash talking from Pat Bev, man. Yeah, see, that's where that's where I want to see the Pat the, the trash talking coming from is, is Patrick Beverly, like the role players, Beverly and, and what's that other guy uh, with the dreads? Uh, uh, Montrez Harrell. Harrell. Yeah, Montrez Harrell. You know, they they those are the guys. Those are the dogs on the team. Like them, them the ones I want to hear talking trash. You know, PG. He still hasn't won that title yet to to, to garner the trash talk. He still has respect though this respect is still there it's just that now he has to win a title and like you said yeah Kawhi Leonard does have every right to say something but Kawhi ain't gonna say nothing man. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's not he's just gonna he's just gonna sit there and cut his apples and, and eat them <laughs> and then take a nap dude did you see his photo shoot no I didn't <laughs> dude he looked like that little kid that don't want to take his his school pictures man he's just sitting <laughs> like <laughs> Hands, arms just hanging down. He's not even smiling. He's just looking, and they just flashing like he's like at on the red carpet for the Oscars or something, man. Yeah, he's he not. He's not here for that. He's not here in the for world. That. Yeah, yeah, he's not here. <laughs> like that. He's he here to play ball and get these chips, man. And I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He did have fun a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw him going out fishing with uh, the team. No, I didn't see that. Dude, you gotta do. It's, it's got. I think it's. I think it's on YouTube. Whenever you get a chance, look at look it up, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> what it do? He baby? actually did the Kawhi lap. He did the Kawhi lap too. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> the camera tried to cut it off, like right before he got into his lab. But no, nah, man, we caught it. Everybody caught. You read the YouTube comments. Everybody caught it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, up next, just a couple of other nuggets. Paul George, speaking of Paul George, they, you know, he had the injury. They said he was going to only miss the original report that he was only going to miss a few games to start the regular season. Now, Paul George said in that same interview that he won't be ready until November. So uh, do you think this is going to, like, he said late November. So do you think it's going to affect the Clippers outcome of the season? No, no. They they'll 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 take out a little time to gel with it with themselves and gel with Kawhi and then eventually work Paul George in there. Him coming back in November is a lot different from him coming back in like January or February or after the All-Star break or something like that. So I, I don't think it's gonna affect anything. I think I think Kawhi Leonard is enough to, to to uplift them to uh, a solid record by November, <clears throat> with the right. with the right. core that they already have. Quick question: Yeah, ten game, they still got two. Ten, ten, quick question though: Ten games into the, the season, into the regular season, what do you say the Clippers' record is? 
10 games to the regular season, I would say 8-2. and two. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, 8-2. and two. What do you think the Lakers' um, first 10-game record is going to be? I would send 4. Yeah, I would say 5-5. Five and five. Well, I, yeah, I just think I just think the Lakers need more time to gel than the Clippers do. The Clippers, they all those all those players have played together except Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard has shown that he can adapt to whatever environment he's in real easily, and he'll be all right. The Lakers, they got a they got a new core, man. None of none of these guys really play together, and then on top of that. Cal Kuzma is going to be out. We don't know how long he's going to be out. I saw that. I, think I saw that. that. <laughs> I think that injury is going to hurt the Lakers. Him being out is going to hurt the Lakers more than Paul George being out with the Clippers because they need Cal Kuzma. He's like that third guy that needs to like build some you know chemistry with them early. Now he's going to be coming in where he's going to have to try to find his way with LeBron and Anthony Davis already into a rhythm. I don't know, man. Then you got you know Green, you got Dwight Howard, you got McGee, like Rondo. We don't know what Rondo's role is anymore because since LeBron out there talking about he gonna run point guard, so like I don't know what this team. Oh, LeBron said that. So yeah, that's why I'm not sold on the Lakers this year, man. It's too much. Uh, They don't know what they want to do. Then then LeBron came out in the interview yesterday. Or either it was yesterday or the day before, he said that, yeah, you know, we're gonna run the offense through through Anthony Davis. So wait a minute. You started off by saying, I'm gonna run point guard during the summertime. Now we're gonna run run the offense through Anthony Davis. And you heard a few whispers in the background. Then he backtracks and says, Oh, well, that uh, not not saying that every time we go down the court, we're gonna just give it to Anthony Davis, we just know how talented he is. But you know, I'm still gonna have some, some you know, to say on offense too. But he's just a phenomenal talent. How could you not get the ball? LeBron doing it, doing a, a little bit too much uh, praising of Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm gonna get to them in a sec. I, I know you had another topic with them. You wanted to? Well, that was the next topic anyway, uh, because he also said in that interview. That he's actually going to play defense, which no, did, did LeBron say that or did AD say that? LeBron said that he's that that, that they're actually he didn't say he's going to play defense, but de- they're going to be a defensive minded team. Okay, so- I saw that quote. I saw that quote. I thought that was an Anthony Davis quote. Might have been. I could be wrong, but I, I could have sworn it was LeBron. But if if not, do you think they're do, are you sold that they'll be a defensively oriented team? This is what I think. This is what I think. I think LeBron is going to play defense till about December, <laughs> <laughs> and then come and then come January, he's going to he's going to do his little his little. If they hit like once they hit one of those like rough like four or five game skids where they they're getting beat really bad by teams that really shouldn't be beating them, he's going to do his usual pout slash chill on the bench, do do uh, 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 do a, get a couple of uh, uh, um, you know uh, um, what do you call it uh, games not played, sit out a few games mm-hmm. uh, under under the the low management title, 
and, yeah. and then he's going to try to kick it back into gear come March and, or April when their playoff seating starts fluctuating. That's what I think. Hey, you skipped the part. You skipped the part. You know what happens in February, right? The All-Star game. What happens before that or after that? So I think oh, the can't. trade deadline. The trade deadline. Right. So LeBron is always, always, every time a trade deadline comes, it always has to do with making LeBron's team better. Oh, can the, can the Lakers pull off a trade? Can the Cavs pull off a trade? Can the Heat pull off a trade to help uh, build the bench better? Or, or <laughs> Bradley's not working with this team. Uh, Green is not having a good season. So let's see if we could trade a couple of these assets to maybe uh, the Memphis Grizzlies or something. It's just, it's, that's, yeah, that's, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. That's how LeBron seasons are over the last, I would say, since 2016, after he won the championship. Like, no, even before the Before that, yeah, before that. Before that, you know, when he when Darren Williams got put on the team and Derrick Rose was on the team and all that, you know, it was just like, if, if it don't work, that first half is kind of like a trial run for LeBron. And he's looking, and he's scoping, he's looking at players. He's like, oh, this ain't going to work. No, oh, no, this ain't going to work. You know what? Trade deadline come. Y'all need to do. He's going to come up to, uh, what's his name, the, the general manager, and say, hey, man, Rob Felica, what you going to do, man? What you going to do? <laughs> it's a shame what happened to Rondo. <laughs> or what's about to happen to Rondo. <laughs> right. Hey, hey LeBron going to walk into Felica's office. Hey, Palenka, what's up? Uh, hey, Palenka, so, <laughs> Palenka gonna say, uh, uh, so, so what you want us to do with Rondo? LeBron gonna be like, <laughs> it's a shame what happened to Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, yeah, that's, but, that's, but this is, this is, this is what I, you know, that's an interesting point, Rodney. I didn't even think about the trade deadline yet. He'll probably play, play defense till about December. And if they record isn't what it, what he feels it should be. You're gonna start hearing rumblings of different players getting traded, maybe multiple players for like one one All Star or something like that. Um, but this is the thing, man. You, you all you better play defense in the Western Conference, okay? Oh, yeah. this ain't this ain't the Eastern Conference no more, okay? He learned that last year when they didn't even make the playoffs. Dude, you can't wait until January or February to, to quote unquote figure it out, okay? As far right. as your team chemistry, like you gotta you gotta hit the ground running. Because I'm gonna tell you something, man. Come April, when those playoff seedings come down for the Western Conference, it's only gonna be a seven, eight game difference in the wins between the one seed and the eight seed. Sure is. So you know, you know what I mean. You can't, you can't afford to like fight. You can't afford to take five, six games off the pout. And as far right. as Anthony Davis, you know, their their season is also <clears throat> contingent on his health. I didn't know this till I looked this up for the show, Rodney. You know, AD has never played an 82 game season. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. You know, in 2008, he played 56 games. 2017, 75. 2016, 75. 2015, 61. 2014, 68. 2013, 67. And 2012, 64 games. You you can't do that this year, Anthony Davis. Like. You you gotta play all eighty two games. You gotta at least play seventy nine eighty games if y'all want to have a right. decent, make it to the playoffs and have a decent season. Because there's always gonna be some teams out there that's gonna catch people slipping, like the Kings, 
like the Spurs, mm-hmm. like hopefully mm-hmm. the hopefully the Pelicans. Yep. So y'all can't y'all can't wait till January, February to kind of figure this out. Mm-hmm. It, there's 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 a few key games that I'm going to really pay attention to <laughs> how the Lakers season go again. They play their first game against the Clippers, which is not going to really tell the tale because both teams aren't going to be at 100%. But the game that I'm really going to be, that's going to really determine what happens before the trade deadline is the Christmas game on the December 25th when they play against the Clippers. And so who's on playing the on the Christmas game? You said They play the Clippers. You said Lakers, Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they both are gonna. They by that time they both should be at full strength. Then the next game that I'm gonna keep my eye on, and, and that's it. The Jan, the, the the Martin Luther Martin Luther King Day, January twentieth. That's that's doomsday. That's always doomsday for LeBron James' written teams. Remember, I say back in two thousand. 16, I think, or was it 15? I think it was 2015 when the when the Cavs got blown out by the Golden State Warriors on Martin Luther King Day. David Black was still their coach at the time. They fired him right after that game. Then I think last year, or I think it was last year with the uh, Lakers, I think they played the Warriors and they got blown out. And that's when all the rumors started bouncing up about the Lakers trading half their team for Anthony Davis. So on Martin Luther King Day in January 20, 2020, they played the Boston Celtics in Boston. And if the, the, the Lakers are having a shaky season leading up to that point and they get embarrassed at, 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 at the Boston Garden, off. Oh, it's, it's about to be some changes, bro. Yeah, that's the game I'm gonna be looking forward to. There, there's there's a good seven eight matchups in the coming season that I absolutely have to see. Um, but we'll we'll tackle those on another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to mention that little tip, that little tip because some because I forgot I about Boston. Thinking, I forgot about Boston. Yeah, the thing that I, I always think about like those those little things that 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 gets LeBron talking. Is those mark when whenever LeBron gets embarrassed on national TV, when on nationally televised games, that's not good. I don't sit well with LeBron. He gonna be <laughs> in that GM's office. Like, listen, I, I can't keep getting embarrassed like this. We gonna have to make some trades. So we'll see what happens, man. Well, uh, we gonna get into this MVP NBA preseason report card. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to evaluate these NBA teams and, and, and grade them based off the talent collected and their potential. Now, some of these we're not going to spend too much time on because a lot of these NBA teams are garbage. So I'm going to get the garbage teams out the way first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start off. Let's, let's start off in the East, man. Let's let's go with the New York Knicks, man. The New York Knicks had a nightmarish offseason, but they uh, required... Uh, okay players. They, they they acquired okay players. Bunch of band-aids like Wayne Ellington, like Mark Morris, <laughs> like Julius Rando, Bobby like, Portis, like Ro- like like Rodney Walker, <laughs> like Rodney Walker, uh, Chris. 
ain't gonna see you get spit at Jordan Clemens is on the squad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Javon Hill, I see you playing. He's starting at center. <laughs> <laughs> I see Victor. I see Victor on the co- coaching staff. Right. <laughs> Victor's on the coaching for what it's worth, for what it's worth, dude, you might as well have a squad on the New York Knicks, man. You might as well put us exactly. off. Knicks uniforms. I'm gonna go ahead and give them an F, man. I was gonna give them a D minus, but I'll give them. A, I'll give them. You know what? I'll give them a D minus just on the strength of Julius Randle. I give them a D. I'm gonna give them a D. I'm gonna go a little bit above you. I'm gonna go with D. Um, just for that same factor, Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle's gonna have a nice year. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you make the All-Star teams. The East is so weak right now. You know, it's no telling who's going to make the All-Star team this year. Julius so, Randle yeah. is Julius Randall is the third best player on a decent contender. He is, man. He is. It's just that he's never going to be on that type of team. Yeah. He's yeah. Also, you know, garbage teams. Cleveland. What, 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 so Cleveland, I'm looking at their roster. They really didn't make a lot of improvements either. I, I gotta get them. A, I gotta get them an F, man. I gotta get them an F. And, and don't come talk to me about no Kevin Love, man. They they get an F. <laughs> they 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 are, they are going to be a failure of a team going into this season. Hey, man, dude, I'm giving them a D minus. You know why? Because Matthew Delapadova is back in a Cavaliers uniform. You act like he Lance Stevenson or something, man. Like he ain't no he ain't no savior. <laughs> Hey man, you ain't a fan of Delhi, man. Not at all. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't end up with the Lakers, man. Hey, never say never. Hey, yeah, you're right. And oh, let's not forget uh Tristan Thompson is still with the Cavs. Yeah. F. They get an F. <laughs> Just because I said that, I'm going, I'm I'm going F too. <laughs> all right, the Bulls. Up next, the Bulls. They added Kobe White, the new rookie. They added uh, Thaddeus Young. That's it. I mean, it's not really much to say here. They get a D minus for me, man. Like they don't quite get an F because they have potential. Um, in the East is weak, but it's like I look around the East, and other than other than the Cavs and the Hawks and the Hornets, what other and maybe the Wizards. What other teams are the Bulls really built to beat? Phoenix. Who they're only going to play twice. Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies could beat them. I don't know, man. Grizzlies. Yeah, they got that rookie. They got a John Morant. So, yeah, here's a the Bulls. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a C minus. You bug it. You. <laughs> I'm not saying going to make the playoffs, but I think Zach Levine is going to have a big year. And I, I, I mean, define a big year. Define big year. What's a big year for Zach Levine? A big year for him is making an all-star team. If he can make an all-star team, that's a big year for him. Okay, stat-wise, what, what, are, you, what are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking twenty and ten? Uh, I I need I need twenty five a game from him, twenty five five and five. I know I, I, he can get he can get buckets. That ain't no problem. 
it's, it's as far as getting his team, making the team around him better. That's his issue and playing defense. And he claims, he claimed in an interview he's been working on his defense. So I need him to be a defensive player of the year contender. That's what I need from Zach Levine. We know you can dunk. We know you can get buckets. But 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 how about winning, man? How about winning? Like I, I don't want to see him be an all-star as much as I want to see him become a defensive player of the year uh, or, or a most improved player candidate. Right. Still there? Now, Rob. Right. That's doing your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Say what's up to Ian, Stephanie. Hey! What up, what up? What's going on, Stephanie? Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> We out here. We out here in these streets, man. We out here. You out there? Yeah, we out here, man. You out there? Okay, okay. Be careful out there. You know, I'm out here in Roseland. I gotta wear my vest. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and we got Alyssa Silva in the building too. She's a sister in our congregation, doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out from field service doing their thing. So. What up? What up? What up? Shout out to Alyssa. This is this is real, <laughs> real raw, raw, uncut right here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to all the sisters doing the Lord's work out there. Keep, keep up the good That's work. Right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, back uh, uh back to what you were saying uh, in regards to Bulls. Yeah, I think you're being too much of a homer, Rodney. They don't deserve a C. They, that's that's a D minus team. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm just going off. I I, I watched the episode of Jalen Jacoby last week. Did you see the interview with Denzel Carter Jr.? No. I I, I thought Jalen has high expectations for them. So just off that, Jalen's got. Good insight on, on, on basketball. That's true. He I, does. I'm gonna give, him him give him a C. He's he's got high hopes. Jalen even almost went as far as to say they make the playoffs, and I don't agree with that. But you know, we'll see. My my problem with Zach Levine is that like I I just don't see him having a bright future with the Bulls. We already know he's the type that wants his money. Yeah, which is fine. Um, right, but um. Yeah, I, I just need to see more from him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's. Uh, we, we're just gonna wiggle off real quick. Some of these other teams, Atlanta. What do you give them? I'm giving them an F, man. I, I, I don't see. I don't see them making having made any true improvements. It's like they're going to be a lottery team again. Yeah, I actually. I'm gonna give them a D. I'm gonna give them a D. I do like the fact that they picked up Cam Reddish, and I, I do like the fact that they made some solid moves in the draft. But other than that, I don't see them making big moves. A lot of people are high on them. I, I like I like Atlanta. I think they're going to be entertaining to watch, but I don't think they're going to be a threat playoff wise. They need to change their uniforms, man. They need to bring back the old Hawks uniforms from all the from- ones with the with the actual Hawk. Yeah, but the, no, not that one, not that one. The ones, the Dominique Wilkins ones, the ones from the late '80s. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the red and white ones. Yeah, man, with the with the no, white and no. yellow strip. Yeah, yeah. When they was playing in the Omni. Yeah, man, that's what they. 
That's what they need to bring back. These new uniforms look like they look like some you they wear in the Chinese basketball league or something, man. <laughs> hey, man. we can't we can't disrespect the, that that league anymore, man. You know the goat is over there. That's true. That's true. Lance Stevenson making big things happen in China. Miami Heat just picked up Jimmy Butler. What you got? Um, I'm gonna get him a. I'm gonna give Miami a C plus. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go minus, but go ahead. They, I think they did some like addition by subtraction, trading Hassan Whiteside, um, because he was gonna clash with with Jimmy Butler one way or the other. They got potential. They still got good coaching. So I'll go ahead. I'll give him a C plus. Can you believe Udonis Haslam is still playing for the Heat? Is he? Yeah. I thought he was like an assistant coach or something. Well, they still got him on the roster. Oh man, that man, that man just hey man, keep getting them checks. Keep getting them checks. Keep getting them checks. He the new Jawan Howard, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlotte Hornets, man. I'm giving them an F. Uh, that uh, that's not even without looking at their roster. I'm giving them an F. <laughs> yeah, they get an F. Let's move on. Um, Detroit, I give them a C. <sighs> I'm gonna give him a C minus, man. Um, I think it's just over for Blake, man. Um, Detroit needs to hit the reset button, like in a way that I feel that they 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 just cannot. Um, they they need to build. I thought they were five years ago. I thought they were gonna try to build around Andre Trump. And they, they, they've kind of tried to, but not with any real quality pieces. Like, his best teammate is Blake Griffin right now. Blake Griffin is banged up, past his prime, and they picked up smoke. Oh, man, whatever. <laughs> For those who don't know, we was, we was, we was hyping, we was, we was hyping up smoke. We was hyping up smoke because we was being loyal Bulls fans. That's what we was doing. <laughs> Oh, oh he, he 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 got the potential to be a ne- the next Scottie Pippen. Like no, no, he, no, he doesn't. No. Does, like does he? <laughs> I, never, I never thought that at all. I'm a, back to DeAndre. I'm actually I'm going on a fence to say that I'm gonna put him in the Julius Randle category. I don't think DeAndre Drummond is the best player on your team, and I think that's the mistake that Detroit has made. I feel like. They look. They put too much high expectations on a guy that's more. All, all he really is is somebody's wobbing or somebody's third piece. He he never, you know, he never came across to me as that guy that can take a team by itself, or you know, or a guy that you can build around to build into a championship. Agreed. Like I think he has a little bit more potential. I think he could be the second best player on a championship contender. But you know, uh, I don't know, man. The rest of that roster is shaky. So um, yeah, they added they added Marquise Morris, who folks is on the team. Reggie Jackson. I don't know when. I don't know how long they gonna keep believing in this dude. Reggie Jackson is, was a waste of money for them. Joe Johnson, Ooh, Bobby, Bobby Schmurder, <laughs> Bobby Schmurder. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this Detroit team, I'm giving them a C, only because of who folks. Um, Orlando, I actually, I actually forgot about Derrick Rose going to them. Uh, what did I give him? A, did I give him a C plus? You gave him a C minus. 
I give him a, I give him a, I, I'll give him an even C. Yeah, I got him at a C too. Uh, Orlando. Hmm. Orlando Magic. They're one of those teams that when you see them on the calendar, you like, man, man, we got this pesky team. But they're not. But you're not scared of them. You know, you're gonna be in for a good game. Yeah, yeah. But they just never. They're never that. They always in the middle, man. They never. It's just something about them, you know. Like I feel like. What's his name? What's the guy? Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon to me, he is the slowest transitioning all potential all star that I've ever seen in my life. I thought he was going to be an all star like a couple of years ago. This dude has never changed his game. He's played. He people are, are so high on him because of his high flying dunks, but you know people were trying to like. I remember people was comparing him to Vince Carter, the next being the next Vince Carter. I'm like, man, I don't see it. Nah, I don't. I mean, coming into the league, like, I can see why people would say that um, because of his, his obvious athleticism. But, like, nah, man, Vince Vince Carter, and you know, he proved himself to be something special. He's still balling now. But um, they're, they're a scrappy, like you said, they're a scrappy team. They're a young team. They, they got potential, but they ain't there yet. They, they, they all right, but they not real. He's exactly. alright, but he's I'm not going, real. I'm going to D only because they really didn't make no moves to really improve their roster. They re-signed uh, Vucevic, but other than that, I mean, I ain't saying much. Well, I mean, Vucevic made an All-Star team, but congratulations to him. But I'm not. That ain't really saying. Yeah, much. All right, I'll, give him, I'll give him a C minus. Yeah. All right, up next, Brooklyn. Um, I give him a B. I give him a B. Too. I mean, you add two future Hall of Famers on your squad. You always give your team a chance to win. They won't win this year. They won't even get past the first or second round this year. But they, you know, got a, a lot of potential for them to make some noise during 2021. All right, up next, Indiana. I'm giving. I'm going and I'm going to pass on them. I can go a B. I can go a B. Yeah, I, I love the moves that they made over the offseason. Getting Malcolm Brogdon, that was huge. Picking up Jeremy Lamb was huge. DeMontis Sabonis had a nice season last year. Stubby Dermott needs to retire. <laughs> uh, uh, Victor Oladipo should be back at full strength. So I, I really like this roster. I think, they, you know, I think they're the fifth best team in the East. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would put them. Yeah, I would put them around there. Up next, we got Boston. Boston, man, I'm gonna go ahead and give Boston an A minus. Give my A minus. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B plus with with Boston. I didn't like the fact they couldn't resign Al Horford. I think Enos Painter is a downgrade at that position. But other than that, I, I think, you know, getting Kimball Walker is, to me, he's a he's a Kyrie Irving without the drama. Yeah, they need, you know who they need to sign? They need to sign Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah would be a perfect fit for this squad. I think if you get Joakim Noah on that squad, they could compete for the East. Because like, yeah, Joakim, nice, 
Yeah, they're going to be soft at the, at the five position. Yeah, they need some defense down there because they're not going to hang with Philly um, like that. Uh, which goes to my next team, Philly. What you give them? Man, dude, Philly's an A. Philly's an A going into the season. They look good. They ran into a soulless juggernaut last year in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were a couple of bounces away from, from getting past them. Right. And I still believe in my heart of hearts that if they would have beaten the Toronto Raptors, they would have beat Milwaukee and got to the finals. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I think so. I, I think just think so. their roster was, you know, on paper, they had more weapons than Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee, everybody pulled out the blueprint on how to beat Milwaukee. It's just the fact that Greek Freak got to get his jump shot. Jump shots got to get better for people to respect him a little bit more. Toronto, which, what grade do you give Toronto? Honestly, I give Toronto a B, man. They, they'll still be a good team. They're gonna be the '94. Hey, they're I, gonna be the '94 Bulls going into the season. <laughs> they're gonna surprise the people. <laughs> yeah. That's y'all gonna be up for MVP. Yup, yup. Hey man, I appreciate the Raptors not hitting the panic button. They kept they they lost Kawhi Leonard, but they said, you know what? We ain't worried. We still we still good. We was able to keep Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul coming fresh off the of FIBA title. Uh, Serge Ibaka, you know they they got they got good pieces. Patrick McCall's gonna come up. Like they're good, man. I, I think that the I, th- I like the fact that the Raptors just didn't hit the panic button and just blew up the team. So I give them a B. And then uh, last but not least, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I'll give an A. Um, like like Philly. Milwaukee felt that pain, that, that that sting of defeat in the playoffs last year, and I think yeah. that's going to be a little. That's going to be a little extra fire in their belly. Oh yeah, big time. Big pickup was Cal Corver. That was a nice pickup for them. They needed three point shooting, uh, and then they also picked up Wesley Matthews, who yeah, he, you know, he's done, man. He's he's washed. He's washed. I agree with that, but you really don't need him to do much anymore. I think he'll be a solid contributor coming off the bench. You know, I think in Indiana they were kind of overusing him because Oladipo got hurt and he had to do way more than what he was required of. And you saw what he did. I mean, he was playing like trash under the spotlight. So, you know, that's not him. That's not him. His role is coming off the bench, putting up six or seven points, hit a couple of big threes here and there, play some solid defense. That's it. That's all we need from him. But uh, I, I do like... I do like what they did over the off season. They picked up some some nice pieces, and uh, they they were able to keep George Hill too, which was important to that squad. So that's the East. Now we're gonna go to the West. Phoenix, I'm going F on them. Yeah, F. Move on. F. Dallas. I'm I'm going to. I'm not even gonna grade Dallas. Oh, why not? They really didn't make any moves. They really just waiting on Pazingas to get healthy. And for that, they get a D minus from me. Okay. I don't think. I, I don't know, man. I think Porzingis, Porzingis has some talent. He's got some potential. But when you look at the rest of that squad, man, I just. 
what te- what teams in the West do you see them beating, like on a regular basis? Phoenix, um, not many. They can beat. I guess they can beat OKC now. They can. Pro- they can probably beat Minnesota. But outside of that, it's like the West is stacked with legitimate threats, man. Like, yeah. Can they beat the Sacramento Kings? I don't know. Yeah, Sacramento almost made the playoffs last year. Uh, New Orleans. I give them a C. I give them a C. I think they'll be okay. They'll be okay. I'm going to go and give them a C plus. Uh, I like I like the moves. I like what they're doing with this whole Zion project. They they got some solid players where they don't have to be like, oh, we got better. So they don't have to worry about playing real slowly. I don't, I, and so I think that's a, a good move. They made some decent moves. Memphis, I'm going uh, C plus. Um, Memphis, I'm going D plus. Um, I'm not. I'm not a firm believer in these rookies, man. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, you know, show me something, man. Just show me something. Oh, uh, you know what? I made a mistake here. I made a mistake here. I just saw Miles Plumley on that roster. I'm going D. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I didn't even see that, man. I'm sorry. I, that was a typo. That was a typo, man. I'm going D, man, just because Miles Plumley is on a team. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, man. Yeah, man. It's looking rough for them. Um, man, Andrew Wiggins is like he he the same dude, man. It's like when are you gonna make an All Star team? When are you gonna make All Team first D? Like what? When are you gonna get your act together, man? He has been uh sleep. He's had a sleepwalking career. He just he just slept through his whole career, man. Agree, agree. They 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 get a D. They get a D minus maybe a D. I give him a D. They get a D too. And another another thing I want to say about about Wiggins is that I've never seen a player that can score twenty two points or put up twenty five in a game and it don't affect the, the outcome. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, he got 22? Like, it's in the fourth quarter. He'll score a layup, and they, the announcer will say, oh, that's 22 points for for Andrew Wiggins. you like, oh, he had 22? Like, how? how? Like, you questioning it. Is somebody, at the, somebody on the bench stat, stat padding, or <laughs> get the computers wrong? Like, what? <laughs> what is he doing? He, um, I don't know, man. He just lacks a lot of intangibles. Like, he's not, he's not particularly, like, a leader, you know what I mean? Like he's not like the get in your face dude. I don't know, man. I don't know, but he's cruising, and like we we get so focused on Andrew Wiggins, we forget about Cat, about Carl Anthony Towns because he's 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 almost like the same kind of guy. Yeah, he could put up forty points and in, in, in twenty rebounds, and they still lose by thirty. <laughs> Just like what? Like it, it's a weird. Dynamic with them, man. I, I, that's a team, and I just never could put my fingers around. LA Lakers. Lakers, I'll give a B plus. Yeah, I give them a B plus too. I mean, they did what they wanted to do. They got they wish. They've been trying to do it for the last year and a half. 
and they finally got their wish. Sacramento. I'll give them a C plus. I'm going to see a solid C on Sacramento. I'm, I'm looking for a big year from De'Aaron Fox. I think this is the year where De'Aaron Fox can challenge and become an all-star this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really high on this team. I really like what they're doing. Hopefully they can they can come through. They also picked up Trevor Ariza over the offseason. That was a good pickup too. Uh, the LA Clippers. Oh man, A. A, a I'm, I'm going A too, man. They they had the they blew up the world. They shook up the world. Like Muhammad Ali said. <laughs> they shook up the world, man. Like that I'm telling you. Waking up in the morning to something like that, where it's a double whammy. Like not only is Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers, but they were able to hustle Paul George to the Clippers. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. That was great. San Antonio. I'ma give them a B, man. They they had a they had a decent they had a decent playoff last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if DeRozan would have just called a timeout instead of taking that dumb shot, they might have beaten the Nuggets in the first round. But yeah, uh, they made some good, really good moves. Um, Murray will be back after missing the whole season after tearing his ACL. That was a piece that they missed last year, uh, and now where they have them having Murray back, that should help. Patty Mills has been balling. Marco Bellinelli's there for another season, so. They got they got a nice squad and uh, Marcus Aldridge is he's gonna be the same player. Ain't nothing changing with him. You know he's gonna do his thing. So um, San Antonio is always a threat. OKC, I'm just gonna get that T minus. I gotta get him an F, dude. Like like you would think they could get a D just on the strength of Chris Paul, but like I'm starting to realize I kind of hate Chris Paul. <laughs> you just now realizing that? Yeah, yeah. I think I need to come to terms with the fact I just don't like that guy. <laughs> like I can't explain it. Like he reminds me of someone in my real personal life or something that I just hey, it's like hey man, hey, I'm gonna rob you if I yeah. ever see you out in the streets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know who, man. I don't know who, but he reminds me somebody. Go see him at a sicko at Rose, Roseland. Hey, man, I put that pistol to the back of his head. <laughs> whip him up, whip, whip him up real quick. Touch him up. Touch him up. Yeah, go, go in his pockets. <laughs> oh man, Utah. I'm going A plus on them, man. <laughs> I'll go B plus. I, I can't go. I can't go quite. I'm not quite there with an A plus, but I'll go B plus. Yeah, I I, I like what they did over the offseason. Um, they they improved their roster tremendously. Houston, man, Houston. I'm gonna give an A minus, man. Yeah, I'm gonna give them an A minus too. That's that's the that was big for them to get Russell Westbrook back united with. James Harden. Here's going to be the key, though. Capella, man. Capella, you got to step up, dude. Last year, you was trash. 
this year, dude, you're going to have to step it up, man. Because if Houston don't have any chance of winning the championship, Capella's got to be that goddamn low, man. He's got to be that force. You got you going up against Anthony Davis and Jokic and all these big centers that's in the, in the West. Man, you got to show and prove, bro. He did all that complaining about getting a contract, getting paid, and now he got contract cancer. You can't be doing that, man. Stop doing that. Agreed. I, 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 I do not think he's going to get it together. I think he's going to be an afterthought. For for the Rockets once their season gets going and Westbrook gets the gets the balling out there, I don't know. Capella is who we think he is, man. You know he's he he's a he's a he's a a Houdini in the playoffs. Yeah. Up next, Portland Trailblazers. Um, I give him a B minus going into the season. I'm a I'm gonna go with a C, but it could turn into a B if these two players come through. Hassan Whiteside, who was, I think was a solid signing for them. And another thing that nobody's really talking about is Nurkic could be back towards the end of the season. So if they're having a good season, that gives them another big man that can put up 20 and 10 going into the playoffs. And Portland could really for, for a title this year if, if all things fall into place. And they also signed Ken Bazemore too, which was a okay sign. But you know, it is what it is. And right. then we got Denver. Um do anything to improve their roster. Hey man, but they got your boy, man. What's your boy name? Oh, 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 how could I forget? The the new goat. The new goat since since Lance Stevenson is out of the league. We got my boy Will Bart. Yes, sir. Straight, straight ripping them rams apart, baby. <laughs> Tearing them up. Tearing them up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go see on Denver though, man. Cause just just off the fact that they really just they just kept it low key over the offseason. They ain't really making big moves. Which sometimes that could be a plus, you know, depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah. Got, they got they got chemistry, that. man. They got chemistry. I'm gonna give yeah. them a B. Yeah. These guys just need time. They're gonna get better every year. And then last but not least, Golden State. Woo! Golden State, I'm going to go ahead and give them a C plus. Yeah, I'm going to give them a C plus too, only because, I mean, I'm, I'm almost inching towards C minus, honestly, because they really didn't do nothing about their exterior in the paint. I mean, their interior in the paint. Like, they're, they're just, they don't, they're kind of soft in the paint, bro. Like, I think. Yeah, they signed that one guy. I forgot his name. Um, Big White Collie yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's injured already. He injured his foot. They said they don't know when he's gonna be back. So that takes away one big man. So uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm, you know, picking up D'Angelo Russell. That was a nice pickup for them, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Quick question: Is uh, Demarcus Cousins gonna be on a team next year? I don't. I don't know. I mean, is he te- technically still with the Lakers? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, it, we'll see. But um, let me see. Yeah, he's still he's still on the Lakers route, but he's down as injured. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. But uh, moving on, man. We, we you know we're gonna 
skip our NFL picks. You know, I'm, 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 up, I'm up on the end with our first round of picks. But we're going to skip the NFL just because last weekend was kind of boring. A lot of backup quarterbacks, a lot of bad quarterbacking. So many star quarterbacks are hurt. And it's really taking away the luster of the season. So we're going to get into this magnificent vibes slash vibes and stuff music table discussion but before we get into that we gotta hit the commercials yes sir let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back all right we back all right all right so i just wanted to take my take time to 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 premiere vibes and stuff my big brother podcast program and (laughs) host of that show is none other than uh my brother ian and yes, sir, one of the new additions to the show that has been one of my favorites, uh, you know, the show is always great, but you've been doing, you and Jamil have been doing these reviews of different albums and separate episodes, man. And I think that's been an excellent addition to your show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So I, I, it, le- it leads me to wanting to interview you and just ask a couple of questions about how what, what you know how you go about your review. So my first question is, what is your mentality when going into listening to an album? Um, to be quite honest, I like to think of myself as an open book. You know, um, just 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 give me some good quality hip hop, man. Like, um. <clears throat> My my standards for hip hop, I'll admit, are a lot higher than like my standards for say rock and roll or jazz. Like if I if I buy if I buy a rock album and I like five out of ten tracks on a rock album, to me that's a good rock album. But mm-hmm. with hip hop, if I only like five out of ten tracks, I'm gonna be like, yeah, this is kind of mediocre. You know what I mean? Uh, this right. could have been a little better. Right. But I I, put, I try to be an open book, especially these days, because I realize I'm, I'm I'm older than I used to be. There are a lot of new styles and sounds out there I might need to get used to, but I'm pretty much an open book. But my 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 big rubric for grading a quality album or even a classic album is beats and rhymes. Like, are you are you saying something worth saying, and are you saying it dope? And you know, are the beats good? And 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 are you? I I I award points for originality too. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's like so if I'm what, what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing something that has been done before and done better, or is what I'm hearing something what I'm hearing being done is this something that I you don't see often or you've never seen? Like I'll give points for that too. Right, right. Yeah, so definitely yeah, yeah cause and the thing is sometimes originality, like when artists sometimes people when they I feel like when people review albums, they mistaken originality from Stealing from other people's stuff, but originality is to me is is making a song your own or making a turning an album that maybe the concept or the the pattern was heard before, but you took it and made it to something that's your own and it fits your style rather than if you really copying off something. Right, right. Because the one thing that irritates me when it comes to music is. I hate when artists or even hip hop or I hate when hip hop artists do this the wrong way, the wrong way is they'll take maybe let's say get money for example by Biggie, right? They'll take that actual beat and then 
put it on their on their album and then quote certain biggie songs but then you know they're still using the same method but they 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 add different lyrics to it but they're still using the same method that biggie used in that song that turns me off because it's like okay you're you're using something that was already done i mean you're talking about just straight beat jacking just beat jacking yeah that like don't beat jack and then act like this is something that you came up with yeah I, I think for a lot of songs like that though what what we see what how they want them to be interpreted is as a this is almost like an homage to, to that artist this is an homage to biggie that's what i at least i hope it is right right now now if it's in that form and if it's done the right way i'm good with it we talked about it on the previous episode i was we were talking about blackout um, by Method Man and Red Man, they did a little homage type of thing for Das Effects. Uh, das Effects old song from '92, Microphone Check, and they kind of took it and you know they used the same beat. It's kind of still sort of different from the original, but they they sound good. You know what I mean? It was like it was sick. It's ways you could do it the right way, and it's ways that that turns me off sometimes. That's behind, that's besides the point. What what makes a album a classic to you oh man like i said the the criteria i already laid out but also consistency um i hate it when i I buy an album and it's like it's it's like good foot bad foot good foot bad foot as you run through the songs it's like okay these two songs is good but then these next three songs is terrible but then this next song is okay like a classic album has to be to me it has to be consistent all the way through right um, also, too, it has to capture a spirit of an age. Like, if a song, if I can listen to an album and it transports me to the time and place where I first was when I first heard this album and was getting into it, to me, that's almost like a time machine. Like, to me, that's a classic album. Like, like when I listen to the Roots Illadelph Half Life, I can I can see myself in my bedroom in 1996 playing it on my little black boombox. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After I got out of school one day, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, a, a, a good classic album does that, and a, a good classic album needs time to mature and prove itself to be a classic. Because like, an album could come out and it's banging, but it's not necessarily a classic. So you don't believe in that whole instant classic theory? Not at all. Not at all. I, I remember when Kendrick's last album came out, everybody was declaring it an instant classic. And it was a dope banging album. Don't get me wrong, but like here we are, three years later, who's who's calling that album a classic now? You're right. People still refer to Good Kid, Mad City. You have you have the Good Kid, Mad City group. You have the groups of uh, To Pimp a Butterfly group, and then the ones that are saying, you know, his, his third album. I mean, his fourth album is a is a classic. Because a lot of those younger guys or like younger heads that you know still hold on to some songs from that. But they were younger when you know Good Kid, Mad City came out, and they were younger when Pit to Pimple Butterfly came out. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. And like as far as I was saying about people trying to be original and different. A, a good a good album doesn't require you to reinvent the wheel all the time. Like it could it could at least I don't require that. Like it could be a classic album without you 
having to do all these this, these new trailblazing things. Like for me, Merge 316 with Knife Wonder is a classic album, but they kept it simple. They kept it short and concise. And it, to me, that's a classic album. But they didn't have to go out their way and reinvent the wheel and do all these, these new stuff sonically and musically. I think I think that stuff is good in doses, but you still have to mix it up. It, it, it should be it's like mixing a cocktail, man. It should it should be it should be one part. It should be three parts dope to every one part different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't don't because a lot of a lot of underground heads they make that mistake of being like, okay, this has to be so different from everything else coming out. But they forget the dope part. They forget that right. like make oh we got to make this dope too, right? They just want you to hear something different that is like show that they are different from other artists. But you're really not giving me any substance in, in return. You're not giving me dopeness in return. Yeah, yeah, like like you know I, I give that whole Def Jux roster props for doing that. But I remember back in the day, you remember in the early 2000s, Rodney, when like independent or underground rap was really, really blowing up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this group called um, the Anti-Pop Consortium? No. Oh, my God. So it was like this group that everybody was saying was like, or this crew that everybody was saying was going to be the new Def Jux. And you got to check out their stuff. You got to check out their stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll check them out. Man, dude, I put that album on. This cat at Crow's Nest named Nick put me on to it. And, um, man, dude, it was garbage, man. It sounded like a bunch of computer sounds and bleeps and blorps. And dudes just <laughs> chanting over that, man. I'm like, I, I, threw that gar- I threw that garbage away, man. Like, <laughs> so I threw that garbage away. Like it was terrible, man. I'm like, I don't even want this. I don't even want this in my collection. It's gonna make the other CDs dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, but that's 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 my criteria for a dope classic album. It, it's 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 gotta it's gotta be dope, but and it, it can be different, but it can't be so different that it's distracting from the dopeness or the dopeness is absent, and it's gotta have some time to age, like a minimum of five years. Right now, here's my next. This is my final question. Do do good beats help an album become a classic? Yes and no. There's a caveat to that because good beats, it, it, it for one is subjective. Because see, some people some people will listen to it was written by Nas and be like, yeah, I want no good beats on that. But then they'll mm-hmm. turn around and say, say Stillmatic had banging production, and it's like. Some, it's like for me, good beats don't. You don't have to get like an all-star roster of producers for your album for the beats to be considered good, right? Because now you're skating by on the talent of the producers. Yeah, it makes the album more palatable, but it doesn't necessarily make it a classic. A beat right. could be dope, but it, it, if it gets the job done and, and provides the right backdrop for the story that the MC is telling, but it doesn't necessarily have to come from a hot producer. Like I don't need. A bunch of tracks from Timberland and Just Blaze and you know Dr. Dre or whoever did to, to make an album classic for me. Right. The game's documentary had banging production, but I, I wouldn't consider that a classic by any means. And there's people that consider that a classic for some reason. I don't I don't I and I'm not one of them, man. 
I'm not one of them either. On the flip side, you got Slum Village Fantastic Volume 2, which some will criticize the lyrical content of that album, but a lot of, you know, in the underground world, it's considered a classic based off Jake Dilla's production alone. Yeah, but see, that's, you. in their case, they had one guy doing all the beats. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, some some MCs make the mistake, it's like, man, I got to get the, the five, five or six of the hottest producers to, to give me tracks. And then my album may be banging, but and you might have a couple of bangers on there, but the album doesn't sound very cohesive or very coherent. The songs don't sound like they belong together because you got all these different styles from all these different producers jammed into one album. Right. But you 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 let Jay Dilla just do his thing. You know what I mean? For twenty songs, it's it's gonna be gold. Right. You know, or nice one. Yeah, like the listening. That's considered a classic, but that had both. That had great lyrical content plus great production. So yeah, production matters, but it's just one thing. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, my 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 pet peeve with certain albums is you 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 even have those albums that are considered near classics, but not quite classics. And the reason why is because they'll stick to one producer. But then they'll throw in somebody like Just Blaze or Timbaland on a couple of tracks just to get that radio hit. And it don't even blend in with the rest of the album. Yeah. 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 Nas' that was life is bad, good. It's like that. Thousands. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say Life is Good by Nas is like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's got great, great production. And then like smack dab in the middle of the album, he got this weird Swiss beat track and it just it just takes you out of the experience but then right after it, it ends it goes back to being dope again I'm like man this this would have been a classic album had it not been for that exactly exactly it's like come on now nah, stop reaching man stop reaching just <laughs> keep us there man have a and do something to get these teenagers to listen to you don't, don't worry about them let them do the woe and all that other stupid. stupid <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> oh man! But uh, man, I appreciate appreciate that feedback, man, on how you go about uh, albums. Uh, your co-host Jamil, he also does an excellent job at you know you guys really break down albums very well, man. I appreciate you guys' input. Helps me, especially uh, makes it, it helps me not waste my time. <laughs> if y'all did something, I'm gonna be like, I ain't, I ain't gonna listen. This, but if y'all say it's dope, then I'm definitely gonna give it a chance. Man, appreciate you. But uh, going into our next um, category here, I, I wanted to bring this up. I was, the reason why I brought this topic, I saw this on online. It was actually involving rock bands, and it was a top ten uh, rock bands. Who put out disappointing albums So I was like you know what That gave me an idea for our show In, in regards hip hop And so um, I wanted to List my top 10 Worst Hip hop albums from my favorite Hip hop artists or Slash groups Let's do it let's do it So Here's a couple of Here's two that missed the mark There's two that didn't quite make my top 10 I'm sure there's more out there. You probably got some on your list, Ian, that I don't have on mine. But uh, Camp Low, let's do it again. That just missed my list. 
I was not happy about that project fresh after Saturday Night Fever. It's just, it's just, I don't know, man. It just, I mean, Uptown Saturday Night, it was just a huge disappointment. I don't know if you heard that album. I did. It, it wasn't good. Yeah, it, it just wasn't. I was like, man, this was a bad follow-up to such yeah, a classic. I about that. Um, War Zone Revisited by Black Moon. I was... Oh, uh, Words cannot describe how disappointed I was listening to that album. <laughs> and it was during my... my Bonneville, I think that's what contributed to my Bonneville's last legs engine running out on fumes is because... <laughs> That album was trash, dude. I, it started off good. Like, the first two tracks started off good. I thought we was going to get somewhere, get some, you know, I was like, man, I thought Buckshot was going to really give us that, 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 you know, I'm back. I'm like, nah, nah, this was a terrible, terrible album. Uh, I don't know if you heard it either. No, I, I didn't. I'm not, I wasn't a big Black Moon fan. Yeah, I was a fan of their first album, but you know, it wasn't a classic by any means. But it had some good it had some good joints on there. I just I just love Buckshot's voice, man. He's just got that that voice that captures your attention. But it's just the, the, this revisited Black Moon, it was just like, man, they made this album back before they made their previous album. Like they made it in the eighties or something, man. It was just it was just terrible, dude. Oh wow. Uh, but yeah, getting to my list. Um, at number 10 The Great Depression by DMX mm. This album is awful 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 I, 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 I threw it in the garden This is one of the only albums That I've ever bought With my own money From Dr. Wax And I threw it in the garbage After one listen <laughs> I threw it in the trash Literally I don't throw CDs away Money ain't (laughs) Money was really tight back then It took a lot for me to throw a CD away And the Great Depression That was some trash Infamy by Mob Deep comes in at number 9 Very disappointing album Um, Just I I, I don't know Mob Deep lost their way uh, With this album Not with Murder Music Phrenology Comes in at number 8 For me Mm. I was very disappointed in phrenology. I just had it had some moments, but it just did not. You know, again, it's coming. It's following the classic. It's following when you know when things fall apart, and it just and not only things fall apart. Philadelphia Half Life. You know, they were just consistent, just consistent. And then phrenology comes out, and it's like. Uh, I see what y'all trying to do here. Y'all, 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 y'all getting popular and y'all trying to appease the masses. Thankfully, the Roots got it together with their projects after that. But phrenology was a disappointment to me. Absolutely, I concur. Um, it ain't safe no more. Comes in at number seven. Woo! Wasn't a big fan of it. Ain't safe no more. I don't know. What about you, Ian? I have another Buster album on my list. Okay, we'll get to that. But this so this is a great candidate. Okay, cool, cool. Buster Buster was putting out some stinkers at one point, man. <laughs> Still is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, up next, Red Gone Wild. Didn't enjoy that album at all. What? You didn't like Red Gone Wild? 
could not get into it. And I knew you was gonna go against me on this one. I, I just, man, it didn't get, it didn't get me, man. Like, I just, man, dude, I tried to force myself to like that album. It's one. Of, it is one of his weaker albums, but it's some good, good stuff from Red Call Wild, man. Yeah, I, maybe I gotta listen to it again, man. As y'all know, Redman is one of my favorite MCs like ever. So I'm I'm always going to defend defend him. I'm with you. I got him. I have him at number one on my list of lyric lyrical MCs. Like I just I think he's one of the greatest lyrical MCs ever. But I just man, I, I was let down by Red Gone Wild. Uh, let back by Little Brother comes in at number five. I don't know how you felt about the let back, but it was a let down. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. And then at number four, we're <laughs> You know, I'm going to have to throw that on the show, man. <laughs> man trinity man oh you you talk about somebody that was so disappointed as soon as i put that cd in the deck i'm like wait a minute like what huh what you know what you know what rod go back and listen to it today following fantastic volume two yeah it was a far cry in terms of quality and and this this and that but go back, dude. Those verses from LSI really punched that album up a huge, a huge. It, he did them a huge deal, a huge favor by by joining that that group. I, I I give you, I give you, I give you some credit on that one. Yeah, LSI did help. LSI saved that album from really being garbage. It, he did. Like it, the album is not pure trash by any means. It has some. It has some nice. It has some decent songs on there that I would. That I would skip to, uh, like um, the uh, self-employed models song. I cannot repeat the title of that song, but I, I kind of like that song. <laughs> but you know, then it was another song where Ian was starting to rap in Arabic or what Islamic or whatever. <laughs> oh, 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 what? <laughs> this is trash, dude. <laughs> I think it was Get Live. I think that was the name of the song. But man, uh. <laughs> all right. Up next, <laughs> up next, coming in at number three, uh, "Beautiful Struggle" by Talib Kweli. I did not. I was not. A Ooh, fan. good one. I, I was not a big fan of "Beautiful Struggle." Uh, Jerome was really high on that album at the time. I remember Jerome was really pumping the album up. I tried to listen to it. I was like, uh, I can't, I can't get with this, man. I'm sorry. After reflection, I had tuned out. I had tuned out after quality because I, I, I wasn't feeling quality. Yeah, and I wasn't. You know what? Quality almost made this list too, but I thought Beautiful Struggle was worse, so I, I had to go with Beautiful Struggle. Um, I, after quality, I was like, look, dude, you need to either hook back up with High Tech or Most Def yeah. fast. Yeah, this production was the production was whack, man. It wasn't even that the uh, production was whack. It just didn't fit his flow. That too. It, it's, it's, it made him sound like he was off beat. Yeah, it's like, dude, you sound like you're wrestling with the beat. You're fighting the beat. Like, yeah. Get in the pocket, you know, and he just could not do that. 
I felt like High Tech was so good at finding the correct beats for him that fit his flow perfectly. Like they wasn't fast beats, like <clears throat> the, the simple, you know, hip hop boom bap beat. But it, 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 it was he selected beats that would fit his flow, and I, that's what I loved about it. The, the quality, I don't know what he was doing, man. He was trying to. I mean, I know he had Kanye West do a couple on there, but it just wasn't. Nah, not good. Um, at number two, Universal Mind Control. Oh man, by Common. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that one. It give me a headache. And at number one, Nostradamus by Nas. Ah, oh, good one, good one. All right, all right. So I'm gonna run through mine real quick. I got about five minutes here. So I'm going to run through these real quick. All right, man. I didn't put them in any order, uh, but I got first up. I got Wu-Tang Clan with eight diagrams. Good one, man. That was, a, was that was great to put a Wu-Tang album on my list, man. I ain't want you to uh, give me a pump. <laughs> no, man, this, this one deserves it, man. This one deserves it. Like it was it was I don't know what Rizzo thought he was doing, man. But this is when I, I, I really started to like kind of hang it up on them as a group. Next up, I got Buster Rhymes with Back on My BS. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I, gave him a, I, I didn't put that one on my list, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this album was just that, BS. <laughs> I didn't even give it a chance, man. I'm going to just be honest with you. Next up, next up, I got, you know, I gave it a chance because I like the single from that album. Right. Um, what was the name of that single? Respect My Conglomerate. I thought that was a dope track. I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. We're really, really nothing else out that, that week, so I picked it up. I listened to that album once and ain't, ain't put it ain't put it back on since. <laughs> um, next up, I got Little Brother with Get Back. Oh. I wasn't that disappointed with Get Back. I was. I was. The beginning of the album started out really good. And then after like the third track, I remember it was just kind of like downhill from there. And it was just, it was like super short. They didn't seem to really know what direction they wanted to go in sonically. That was extremely disappointing for me. That's true. Um, next up, Black Eyed Peas, Elephant. Now, this is probably not even their worst album because I stopped buying <laughs> albums from them. You said what? It's not their worst album, but go ahead. It, it's the worst album I've heard from them because after this album, I stopped buying Black Eyed Peas albums. <laughs> Elephant was just like, I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here, and it's like it was weird because like I bought the album when it came first came out, but and they were they had the single out, the the the, the get retarded single that they later changed to get, let's get it started. Right, but this was this was before they did the Justin Timberlake single because then that dropped. That's when they blew up, and then that's when it all made sense. I'm like, oh, they 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 sold out. They're changing it up. Okay, we're adding some members. So yeah, Elephant was definitely one one of the most disappointing. Then um, and, and it was coming off. Uh, it was just coming off Bridging the Gap, which was an exceptional album, and um, Behind the Front was an exceptional album. All yeah. right, next up, next up, I got Eminem with Encore. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was terrible. I got all the way up to when I listen to that album, I'm like, okay, the beats are okay, but it's for some reason he ain't grabbing me like he normally do. Like, what's what's wrong? And then I got I finally get all the way to the last track of the album, and then it clicked with me. Eminem has run out of things to rap about. He has. Yep. At that point, yeah, that was disappointing. Then um, 
Next up, I got Kanye West, Yeezus. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was, that was that was a train wreck. I'm not even gonna get into that one. But then I got Nas, Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you cut cut out on me. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my bad. I got I had a phone call come in. All right. Yeah, yeah. My bad. And then I had I have the roots, and then you shoot your cousin. <laughs> I forgot about that album. That was that wasn't good either. Yeah, I don't know. I need somebody to explain this album to me because maybe the concept just went over my head. But I wasn't feeling this album at all. Uh, then I got comments. Go ahead. You what you say? No, I said I wasn't feeling that album. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Then I got common universal mind control. We've all talked about what of a turd sandwich that album was. Yes. Um, and then I got Red Man, Reggie. Oh. oh, okay, okay. That album, I knew it was something off about it because he, he came out and said that it's not. This isn't Red Man. This is Reggie Noble. This is a Reggie Noble album. So, yeah. in my in my head, I'm like, okay, that means any complaints you have about this album, please address to Reggie Noble, not Red Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a bad one too. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But yeah, that's 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 my top ten, man. Hey, I hate I hate to cut it short, man, because I I gotta I gotta run into work and, and take care of some things. Um, I, was, I gotta I gotta study in like ten minutes. So, but but in closing, in closing, I want to say to the listeners, thanks for riding with us in the season five, and also. <clears throat> Shout out to my son's school, uh, Pope Classical. They're doing a taffy apple sale for the next two weeks. Anybody want to get some taffy apples and, and help my son's <laughs> classroom get a pizza party for selling the most taffy yes. apples? Yes. Get, yes. Get, it, get at me. Get at me. You can get at me through Anchor. You, if you got my personal line, hit me up. Rodney got my info. Yes. We selling taffy apples. We out here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't end the show on that note, dude. That's amazing. Hope you're trying to get some tappy apples, sell them tappy apples, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We gonna get that pizza party. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Lots of pizza, man. Pizza for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You get a pizza. You get a pizza. (laughs) Oh man. Well, we'll give out a lot of awards next week, man. I got a lot of awards to give out for next week. Yeah, the Cubs are one of them, even though I'm a Cubs fan. I, I'm, I was going to go ham on them today, but I'll wait till next week to go ham on them. And with that said, man, <laughs> I got to go cut some heads. So I'll see y'all on the next one. All right. Peace. Hold on, hold on. You said, you said uh, uh, LeBron James, the greatest player ever? Ever. What about Michael and Kobe? So you just gonna pass Kobe up like that? I'm gonna I'm I'm pass Kobe up. I'm gonna look at Michael. I'm gonna look at the. In- <laughs> I'm gonna look oh, at. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Patron America. Yo, yo. Patron America. You- Kobe Bryant couldn't feel or Michael Jordan feel LeBron's shoes. The impact that he's had with different teammates, with different organizations. Mad? Would you be mad at me if I just walked off the you show? You can't leave. Hey, any other circumstances? Are you aware that this man has tripled and doubled Michael Jordan in assists? Assists make other players better now. I'm going to say one thing to you, Max. I don't know the numbers like you do. Michael Jordan is what in the finals? Six and what? Oh. And what is LeBron in the finals? 
That's all I got to say. Jack, how many, did he, game, how many game sevens did MJ go to? Zero. Zero. Hey, Zero. I'm saying, how, how many times did MJ see the Warriors up? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Will you stop it? I'm, I'm, glad glad I'm just Shaq, saying, though. Shaq, stop it. Shaq. He's going to beat the Warriors? Hold He's going to beat Shaq. KD, when Jordan retired. When Jordan yes. retired. No. Oh, yes. They would run laps around that Bulls team, yo. Are you kidding okay. me? Okay, okay, let's go player by player. Let's go player by player. All right, point guard. Who you got? Point guard. You got Steph. Who's guarding Steph? Hip? No, Harper? I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. Okay, oh, so, yeah. So, Hart, look, look, yeah. look. Yeah, Hart, okay. yeah, yeah. Hart, so, you're going to chase him off the yeah. three. Yeah, of course. And then guess what? And then guess what? So, you got Steph. You got Clay. You got KD. You got Draymond. And we plug whoever at the five. Whoever. They're going to beat that team? Yes. Not to mention they're not going to guard Rodman and they're doubling every time, MJ. First of all, you got to hit those threes. Okay. They hit them. Another question. What era are we playing in? Are we playing in the big boy era where you can knock people on the ass? Or are we playing in this little cupcake era now I think they, where you can't touch people? These, I think Give they me an era. I think they win in both eras. Will you stop it? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is Clay not tough? Clay couldn't play back Who, then? Whoever's paying him to say all this stuff, <laughs> Shaq, I will pay you Shaq, double. Stop it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. How, how did Dennis Rodman play defense? He played, he played, he played like a man. How did Scottie Pippen play defense? Like a man. How did Michael Jordan play defense? Like a man. Ron Harper played defense. That is just, hold on, I think it's time for a commercial break. That's just, no, defense.